Welcome to Apparently Speaking, the podcast from Northeast Ohio Parent with your host, Miriam Connor. Would you say that you're a confident parent? Are you confident in your parenting decisions? A lot of parents feel that they lack the confidence they need to be successful. They feel like you don't have all the answers or know how to handle difficult situations. My guest today is here to talk about her book, How to Do Parenting with Confidence. She's gonna talk about how parents can build strong, confident relationships with their children. Vanessa Cologne is the founder of Cologne Family Services School, a nonprofit organization that provides education for and along with resources and support to families with strong-willed children. Vanessa is a family interventionist offering comprehensive and individualized coaching and support. She hosts the podcast Parenting with Vanessa Cologne and lectures at numerous schools and organizations. Sponsored by the all-new Mazda of Kent, your family's safety is our top priority. And Mazda has more Insurance Institute for Highway Safety Picks than any other manufacturer. So get to your Mazda destination, Mazda of Kent. Check out new Mazda CX-5 crossover SUVs, Mazda CX-30 CUVs, even 2023 Mazda CX-50 crossover SUVs. And U.S. News & World Report awarded Mazda Best Car Brand. Check out their new retail evolution dealership, the all-new Mazda of Kent, mazdakent.com. Thank you, Vanessa, so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. I was very excited about this. Yes, for sure. And your book, um, how one of your books we're going to talk about today, How to Do Parenting with Confidence. I um, mean, I really like the title too. And I've had, you know, I'm sure you've met a ton of parents and you know, I've met some moms that, you know, it's like you feel they're just not confident. Maybe they don't, they're not confident with themselves anyway, but you're parenting and you think like, oh gosh, I'm going to screw this kid up or I'm going to make so many mistakes that, you know, they're going to be talking about me in therapy and all this. So, you know, what do I do? I'm going to do something wrong. Um, in every stage, you know, babies, I, I, they think maybe like, you know, physically I'm going to do something wrong. And then as they get older, emotionally, I'm going to mess them up. Right. I'm sure you've met a lot of parents like that. Well, I think the first thing is know that you are going to make mistakes no matter what. For sure. Like, so, and every kid is so different. I always tell people, you know, a a child, when they they come out of the womb, it doesn't come with a manual. So, like, how are you going to do this? And every kid is so different. So, when I'm working with families and doing consultations, you know, one kid needs one thing, another kid, that's not going to (laughs) work. So, it's very different. I really like that you focus on that a lot. You know, each kid's, um, each child is so unique and it is, and and requires a different approach is what you say, which is so true. And I see that even in my own three kids, you know, some things you can do the same, but it's really, they're just so different. So what works for one doesn't work and how you relate to one is not how you relate to the other and motivation and all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, I think that I think that's key because not everything's going to work the same. Period. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And you're going to mess them up no matter what because everyone's going to have some memory of something. <laughs> yeah, right. All these great things, and they'll be like my kids joke about like you know a couple things like they think I'm like oh gosh, remember when you tried that or you did that? Ha ha. You know, and I'm like that's what you're focusing on and laughing about. But I did the same thing. So, <laughs> well, I, I think the biggest thing is that being have the, the open communication, right? And you know. I've, a lot of times when I tell a child that I made a mistake, they're like, huh, you're admitting that you made a mistake. Uh-huh. And I think being able to say that wasn't the best plan. I thought it was at the moment. Maybe not. That's I think is where it comes down to, you know, building that trust and that relationship with your child because you can make mistakes and they're going to make mistakes. 
too. Yeah, I think that's important that they they see that you're you're able to yeah. admit it first of all, and that you make you do make mistakes, and it's not a big deal. We can move on from it. What can we learn from this and move on? So same, then they can put that in their own life. You know, relate to that. If they make a mistake, just admit it. See what we can learn from it and move on. Right. And the other thing is too, you know, I, so I have a school and, you know, kids with some behavioral issues and I also check in with them. Like, how was my reaction to you? And they're like, I, that was over the top. We didn't need, you didn't need to go that hard. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But again, it's, it's about us working together. So I think for me, it's like, well, you know, your part and this is my part. So how can we make it not go this way again? Right. So what are the skills that we need together to be able to make it so we are both not going in a a road that we're probably not happy about? Like I admit, you know, I do sometimes, you know, I'm a little firm, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, but you know that. And so just the fact that you're asking them to like, Hey, you know, how did you perceive that reaction? And then you can, you can learn and grow from that. Or maybe, maybe this, one kid is like, that oh, was fine. And the other kid is like, oh my gosh, that was, you know, that was so harsh and terrible. <laughs> right. And I mean, I, I in a situation where something came up and I was harsh with the child and I got a message from the parents and they're like, you know, they felt that it was really harsh. And I go, I actually disagree with them. And there's boundaries and consistency I need to place. But I think there's every situation is really different. And I think a lot of times parents are so scared to say no to their child. They're so scared to put a boundary up because they're like, I hate you. And to me, I call that love taps because I'm like, oh, great. They're showing me that they care about me and I'm the safe zone for them. And that's what you got to remember is that, you know, these kids that when you're telling them no and they, that they hate you, that's your job. (laughs) Yeah. I just was talking about this the other day on another episode that that's so true that, you know, again, it comes back to, they just don't, you know, being afraid that the kid's mad at you or isn't your friend anymore or something like that. But you have to make the hard calls sometimes and they might get mad at you, but that's just, that's just how it is. They're not going to stay mad. No, they never do. And kids are so resilient. I think adults mm-hmm. are the ones with the problems actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, For sure. <laughs> like we're stuck on the we're thinking about every little thing. I have a parent that's always calling me. And I know when when I get on the phone, it's gonna be like a it's just one question, but it's gonna be a 20-minute explanation. And I just finally said that I'm like, you overthink everything. Sometimes it's just as simple as a no. <laughs> like, and yeah. that's it. You know? Because yeah. I think we just overthink everything and we want to make the right choices, but then how do we you know, it's just, and sometimes just ask the child, what do you think? And I think that's what's missing. Like a lot of times people, when I do like a, well, what should, what should happen now that you just made that mistake? And then I just like walk away. Cause I want the child to think about it. And I want the child to reflect about it and, and make their own choices. Cause it's really coming down to the child making their own choices and being responsible. And that's the intervention right there. Yeah, I really like that. I mean, you're not saying, you know, you get to make all the decisions, you know, you're still the parent, but involve them. You know, what do you think about it? How do you think about this situation? And let's talk about it. Here's what I think. Right. And and, and some kids are going to be like, I'm not even going to do this. But Mm -hmm. and honestly, when I do my interventions, like I'll do an hour session and and it's 10 minutes of talking and that's it. Then we go have fun. Mm. (laughs) Kids can't handle a lot of talking and processing. Right? Yeah, so, like a whole big lecture you're saying yeah. is probably oh. not the best approach. 
No, and I mean, even if you want to lecture me, I'm like, I'm out. Like, I'm done. Yeah, just you know, state I mean, it. Just state it. Say what it is. <laughs> have discussion about it. Yeah, exactly. And that, yeah. and then once you do that, you're set, right? And and then just you move on. And I think one of the biggest things for me is in the book I talk about forgiveness. Is like what happens on Tuesday stays on Tuesday. I'm not going to bring it up again. Yeah. And I think that's really hard for parents because they want to keep talking about something that happened six months ago. And I'm like, get over it. That was six months ago. I think that's really important because if you truly forgive the person, you know, it doesn't mean forget as far as like, just let it keep happening again. But you, you do, if you're saying, I forgive you, I accept your apology. I forgive you. Then that, that is the end of it. And there's no reason to keep bringing it up. And then, you know, so, so that's, that's, that's a really good point. Then just let it go. Don't bring it up. Or if they do something else, don't bring it up and go. And you also, you know, remember you did that too, you know, that kind of thing. Um, just let it go. If that's, that's true forgiveness. Right. And I think a lot of times kids are like, well, you keep bringing it up. And so like, why am I going to change my behavior? Yeah. You know, so it's like, I always say, let's start the day with a new day. Like let, what choices are we going to make today? How can we try? Like, I'm not going to say, oh, you know, I'm not going to tell a kid, you know, who hits other kids. I'm like, you're not going to hit today. Right. I'm going to say, are we going to try not to hit? What do you think? Right. Cause right. once you say, well, you're not going to do it and then they do it, then they feel bad. And I'll, I'm coming from like, how do we build a child's self-esteem up because once the child feels, you know, less than or their their self-esteem is low, that's when the behaviors start to happen. That's when they stop listening. Then they start feeling bad about themselves. And then this whole cycle continues. And then every day you're going, are you going to hit today? Are you not going to hit today? (laughs) Right. Right. You're like, please stop. (laughs) All those charts charts drive me nuts. No hitting. No this. I'm going to listen. What does that mean? And, you know, if a kid listens from like nine to 10 in the morning and not the rest of the day, they still did an hour. It's great. (laughs) You know, we have to look at the baby steps and make a child successful. That's really struggling with ADHD or impulsivity issues or other things like that. Yeah. The good point. Like take, take what you can and build on that baby steps, then, okay, let's, let's try for an extra, you know, half hour, an extra hour tomorrow, whatever it may be. Um, you talk about phrases to cut from parental vocabulary. What are those? Oh, (laughs) 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 you know, I think, you know, I think like bad, like you're bad, you know, bad or, or, you know, I've been naughty. So, you know, I hear this a lot, especially around the holidays. I've been naughty, so Santa's not going to come. Oh, right. <laughs> and I think, you know, people make choices. They're not the act. It's not the action, right? They're not who they, that's not who they are. And I think a lot of times people see a behavior and they look at it as like, oh, that child is bad, mm-hmm. right? Or, but it's really a child that's struggling inside. So it's, it's really being able to change the language around down to like, okay, what choices can we make versus like identifying like, oh, that's the bad child. You're, you're acting bad. You're being bad. Yeah. You're being bad. Right. Like those are the things that I think really when it comes to like cutting things out is, you know, identify that having the child identify with the negative tone of, you know, I just don't feel good about myself. And that's how they identify. Mm-hmm. Like your choices that you made, those are not acceptable or however you want to word it. But like, you're not a bad kid. You're a great kid, but you're making these choices. These things that you're doing are not acceptable. 100%. Yeah. Right. So like, and then I always say, well, what you have two choices. And you know, I'm, I'm also the person that's going to be like, it's a choice to be happy or not. And be ha- being happy is actually hard. 
Yeah. Right. Even a three-year-old, I'm going to teach this. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're not going to get what you want all the time. And I think, you know, there's that instant gratification that we're dealing with with kids right now that they just want everything right then, right then and there. So yes, I think, sure. yeah, it's a, it's a problem. <laughs> yeah. But, and everything is instant gratification. You're right. And it's like, boom. And a lot of times for parents, depending, you know, especially if kids are younger, it's like, it, it may just be easier. They're like, I can't take the, you know, the whining or the this or that. This is just going to be easier if I just give it to them, let them have it, or I'll just do it this one time. But that's not what ends up happening. And and I get it. You know, someone's like, I, you know, I'm have all this going on. I have multiple kids, you know, so sometimes it, it's just because it's easier, but then as we know, it it's not easier in the long run. No. And I also think that that way that you can change it up and say is tell the child, go, you know what? I'm really busy right now. Today I'm going to let you have your way. Mm-hmm. It means you're still in control though. Right. Right. So like they see able, that you're choosing to do that. Yeah. You're the parents choosing to do this. It's not like, you know, I'm just going, going away, doing little things all the time and I can't follow through with it, but it's like, nope, today, I'm sorry. I'm not going to follow through with things tomorrow. I will tomorrow. We're back on track again, and I it's know- about being in control. And the other thing that I like, to, I don't like, I hate the word. Sorry. So sorry to me drives me nuts. <laughs> Because it doesn't mean anything. You know, uh, I think a lot of times parents are like, well, I really want, you know, I really want my kid to say sorry. They don't want to. And, you know, I understand a child that doesn't want to. There's a lot of shame around it. So, like, I've done something where, like, there's a sorry hat. You just put on the hat and that's their that's their way of saying sorry. They're walking in that way. It doesn't have to be, you know, to me, I'm looking at an action. I'm looking at them doing something for somebody else. Versus like I do something, sorry, and then walk away. There's not, there's no, there's no meaning behind it. Your family safety is our top priority. And Mazda has more Insurance Institute for Highway Safety picks than any other manufacturer. So get to your Mazda destination, the all-new Mazda of Kent. Mazdakent.com. There's no inventory shortage here. Test drive a new Mazda today. Check out new Mazda CX-5 crossover SUVs. Mazda CX-30 CUVs, even 2023 Mazda CX-50 crossover SUVs, and maintenance is no charge for one year, plus Mazda certified pre-owned vehicles with the balance of a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. U.S. News & World Report awarded Mazda Best Car Brand. Come experience our new retail evolution dealership created solely with the customer in mind. We provide a premium experience that customers expect and deserve. Test drive a new Mazda today at your Mazda destination, the all-new Mazda of Kent, where my family shops for cars. MazdaKent.com, MazdaKent.com. Looking for the change in behavior. Are you doing it again? Did you stop whatever that behavior is? Rather than just saying that one word and continuing on or doing it again in five minutes or the next day or whatever it is. but obviously the change in behavior is what's most important. Right. And for me, like, so I have, I developed a social emotional learning um, curriculum and it's the three R's, which is redo, which when you see something, it's like, Oh, there we go. And then the rewind, which is like, we show them how to do it. And then the repair is checking in, like how that make you feel right. How did my actions make you feel when I did that? How can I make this better and everything else? So those are the things that I'm looking at in, in a child that is having a hard time with impulsivity or social skills. Like I'm going to just give them the language. I'm not going to say, well, what could you have said differently? Again, mm-hmm. that's like condescending. And I think talking down to a child instead, I'm going to just 
give them the language and then model it and then, you know, hope that they're taking that in. Because I feel like if you're going to say, well, what would you have said differently? They would have said it if they would have had the language Mm -hmm. at that point. What do you think about, so let's say it's siblings and one sibling did something to the other and the one is not wanting to say sorry or whatever, you know, the issue is. And so, and you're saying you don't like that, but what about for the other sibling? You know, it's like, do you think that makes them feel a little better just to hear that apology? I think for me, like if you have siblings, like they, they need to be able to work it out eventually. Right. So if one's not ready, okay, then let me know when you're ready to work it out. But until then you guys aren't going to, you know, interact. So, so you're I saying, think, go ahead. Yeah. No, I think there needs to be space for people to calm down. <laughs> right. For sure. Yeah. Like I think we, we go in too fast sometimes. So it's almost like, okay, let's just all calm down and then we're going to go back and like, how could we have done it differently? So, and then from there, it's like, well, how did that make you feel that I did that to you? And having that sibling be heard is huge. And then understanding that the child that hurt the sibling is like, okay, my consequences have actions. And you're also teaching a little bit of empathy, right? So it's like, how do you, you know, build that on that relationship, but understand that like, okay, now we're going to try this again. Can you guys handle 10 minutes of positive play or whatever you want to call it? And then go from there. Yeah, that's good. Yep. What about you you talk about underreaction? Oh, Oh, no, I was going to say you talk about underreactions. Yeah. No, I think that we overreact. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I'm loud. Everybody, I mean, yeah, everybody does just certain things. Yep. I've done it. And it's like, wait, why did I react that way? Yeah. You know, I think sometimes the silence is the best thing. Right. So when a kid is like freaking out or like having a huge moment, I'm just going to be like, let me know when you're calm. And I just sit there. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm yeah, great with kids. people having like, a fit does not help. No, you can't. Cause then it just, you know, I don't think people understand that when, when, when the child is in that space, right. Nothing, you can't process anything anyways. Nothing's going in, nothing's going out. Everything is like miscommunication all over. It's almost like you're not hearing me, but then it just keeps going and going and going. And I do think some kids like to argue. And I'll be saying, and I will even ask them, do you, is this, are you just trying to fight, pick a fight? Or is are you really having, are you struggling right now? So I think being able to call it out too is important. But calmly yeah. and yeah. less words. Yeah, definitely. I I always think, yeah, yeah. Just like fewer words is better later. Like you said, when it's calmer and you have that conversation, okay, what, you know, what happened here? Yeah. And I also think if everybody is like escalated, I call it fire drill. And there's like one word that you use when it's fire drill, where everyone goes in their own room, takes a break. That's it. (laughs) You know, I deal with a lot of, I deal with a lot of kids with a lot of behaviors. Yeah. So, I mean, this is kind of extreme on some ends, but it does help when a kid is completely losing it. And then when you underreact and stay calm, I mean, that's you're the child's base. So then you're helping that child regulate themselves. Yeah. You're modeling that they can see you're staying calm. Yes. We'll calm them more than you going crazy too. Obviously, you know, it's just going to escalate, escalate the situation for sure. Um, and you talk about a lot about, which I think is wonderful, pursuing a relationship with your child and quality time. So actually having that relationship. 
everything comes from the relationship. And that's what I think people forget, you know, you know, you're on your phone all the time, you're doing things. And even me, like I have to remember sometimes um, when I'm at my school and I'm, I'm doing multiple things and I'm checking my phone because I'm doing other, um, parents are calling or doing other things. But I always tell people, you know, Friday, like uh, parents, like, well, I do spend quality time all the time. And, and I go, okay, so give me the last time. Like, well, Friday nights we do pizza. And to me, I'm all, well, that's a schedule. That's every Friday. What's different? You know, I think labeling it as like we're going to spend some special time together is where the difference in that connection of like, okay, right now I'm going to spend like 10 minutes, my phone's going to be off, whatever you want to do. And I think really being able to follow a child's lead. And I got to tell you, this is the hardest part of my entire program is like being able to put everything down, follow a child's lead without like asking questions, right? I think we're always wanting to be like, well, what number is that? Or what do you see? Or like, how did your day go? And you're trying to like get this information versus just like really being present and just doing whatever they want to do. Yeah. I, yeah, I I think that's so, so important. And again, how we talked about, you know, each kid being different. It's that, that's really, I've noticed that a lot where, you know, my girls, it's definitely, they're talking all the time. We're talk, 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 you know, doing all these kind of things and, and it's easy for things they want to do. My son is a, more of an introvert than they are for sure. Um, and he's actually very, you know, at home, he can be really talkative, really funny, but he's definitely, you know, he's not, has to be talking the whole time. And so a lot of times my time with him, you know, I would always want to you know, ask the questions and, and keep trying to get this conversation. And, a lot of times if I just kind of sit there, I'm in the same room with him and he draws a lot. So he'll just be drawing and I'll kind of look at his artwork and I try not to talk as much or I'll ask him about things that he's interested in. Tell me about this drawing. Um, then that quality time is just a little, is different, but that's, it's really good, you know, quality time. It's just, it's different for me. So I had to be the one to say, okay, it's going to be like quieter than I would normally be used to, but that's okay. I mean, I have a kid that when he, he gets really upset, I'm like, okay, let's go listen to music and go on a drive. And we go by the beach and that's our quality time together. Uh-huh. And we don't talk. Cause I think sometimes, you know, we, it's just, it's just spending that time in that physical, you know, in, in that car, in that moment. Um, and just like taking turns playing songs and like that connection is what is going to get that child to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just having that quality time, I really think that's important. Like you said, and even if it's, you know, long, short times and whatever it is, but I think key, like you touched on just putting everything away, phone, all this kind of thing, distractions, and just, maybe it's just playing a game. Maybe it's just, you know, hanging out or letting them tell you a story or you telling them my kids like it too. If I tell them something funny that happened, uh, cause they, to me that day and they know I like that too. So they'll try to think of something that happened at school or something that, you know, like kind of a funny story. So whatever that quality time is taking a walk, uh, my kids walk, my two younger ones walk some dogs in our neighborhood. So I go a lot with them. Um, and just, just, just being with them. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, starting out, especially if you have young kids, like five minutes a day, but Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing is like labeling and saying, this is our quality time together. So the child feels it, you know, I think that there's something different when you actually label what's happening Mm -hmm. versus like, okay, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Um, they, it's, it's just, it just solidifies it a little bit more. I don't, I don't know why, but for some reason, when I say we're going to spend quality time together, it does change the energy and the dynamic and that versus like, okay, we're just going to play a game. Yeah. You know, it's like, 
no, I'm going to, I really want to, I really want to be with you. I really want to spend time with you. Um, that that's the message you're sending the child. Yeah. It makes them feel good. They're happy. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm getting that quality, you know, label it like, like you said, I'm getting that time with whoever it is, mom, dad, you know, I'm getting that quality time, that special time. And I think it's important to do quality time, uh, you know, together as a family, but also separately with your kids individually. Right. And you know, there's times where let's just be on it. Like <laughs> some kids are like, you're like fighting with them nonstop. And it's almost like parents get in this battle, right. Of control and trying to be this, you know, okay, you're going to listen to me. This is what we're going to do. And I can't believe you keep doing the same thing. That's when I'm going to be like, guess what? We're going to go get ice cream. You're not reinforcing the behavior. You need a reset. Mm. Or the whole thing keeps going over and over again. You know, if, if, if I see a teacher in my school that is, you know, they're just having a day and they're struggling. I go, you know what? You guys need to go and get a hot chocolate. You just need to reset. Like, forget it. We're not reinforcing this behavior. It's, it, we're reinforcing the connection. <laughs> like, yeah. we need to, we, we need to, we need to start over and reset everything. So it's, so the dynamic shifts, there's a shift in something versus this control going back and forth. And you can't tell me what to do and this and that. And then it's like, well, you know what? Let's just take a moment. Let's take a break. Let's go do something, come back. And then we can talk about it. Right, right, right. No, that's good. Just, yeah, reset, take a break from that reset. So how can, you know, how to do parenting with confidence? What if there's a parent, like, what are some maybe tools you would give to some parents and like, they don't feel real confident. Maybe I just don't feel that confident in my parenting, you know, decision-making skills or the day-to-day or the big things, whatever it may be. Um, how can they gain that confidence? I almost like say fake it till you make it. <laughs> <laughs> Because, yeah. you know, kids, kids know when you're not confident. Right. And then what happens is I don't think um, one of the things that happens when a child knows that the parent's not confident, what does it cause in the child? So let's think about that for a second. It causes the child to feel anxious because then who's in control? Right. So then you have a child that was like constantly like control is going to come down to like make having to, you're going to sit here, you're going to do this, you're going to do this. And they're constantly controlling every situation down to their play. So it's almost like, you know, being able, I think first to be able to tell your child, no, you know, and, and, and be comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Or it's not even saying no, but like, we're going to do this later <laughs> or not now. <laughs> um, but it, it comes down to, you know, maybe spending some quality time and understanding like, okay, maybe my child does, they need a little bit more of that part is the building the relationship for me to feel confident. And a lot of times, you know, I see parents that are scared of their child, uh-huh. they're scared of the behavior and like, that's not helping either. So it's almost like deal with the behavior. It's going to get better, but if you avoid the behavior, it only gets worse. So the yeah. more events we're doing is harder. It's going to make it a lot harder. Yeah. Just, yeah. Confident knowing, like we talked about at the beginning, you are going to make mistakes, so it's okay, but be confident. Um, you can, you can fix those, you know, mistakes that you may make, you know, after, but just be confident. Um, and it's being okay. What we touched on earlier, being okay. If your kids aren't happy with the decisions you made or they're mad or upset with you, you have to be okay with that. Um, and, and you can do it in a, the right loving way, but you have to be okay with that ultimately, uh, for sure. I, I think, right. 
Right. And I think, you know, you are going to make mistakes, but also like having these conversations with your child. And I also think being able to, you know, I mean, I'm working with a, a parent at my school who she's like, I, I don't have the confidence. And I think there's this level of manipulation that the child's always doing because she says no. And he gives her these, pu- I mean, he is really cute by the way, this kid. I'm like, <laughs> like, I get it. I, I told my teachers, I'm all do not fall for this. Oh, and of course, the first week she's, they're like, okay, we got it. I now know what you're talking about. They just get these puppy eyes and you're like, uh, and then you feel guilty. But then look at where is that coming from for the parent where you're feeling guilty for saying no or taking away your phone from the child. Yeah. So there's some reflection and working on yourself too. It's okay to say no. It's okay to do these things. But but when your child like gives you those puppy eyes or like I hate you and calls you stupid, again, it's like looking at that going, okay, you know what? I'm a safe zone for this kid and I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to appreciate the fact that he's doing it with me and not a stranger. Yeah, true, true. I always say the, you know, the kids, if they're acting that way, like to, to strangers or people that don't really know, then it's like, yikes. <laughs> what about, um, if you can think of any of these, you have powerful one-liners for those moments that push, push the buttons. Right. So for me, it's like, let me know when you're ready to talk, mm-hmm. you know, or let me know when you're calm. I mean, it's really just let me know when you're ready, yeah. <laughs> you know, and the, the one that is very successful for kids that don't like to listen is, you know, when you're asking them to do something. And then I'm like, you know what? Let me know when you're ready to listen. And then they're like, what? I go, again, we're making the child be in charge of their choices and what they're doing. So when when the child has to be able to make that choice, okay, um, I'm not going to force you to listen, but let me know when you're ready and then walk away. Yeah. If they're, try- if they're you know, you can see they're pushing your buttons. You just calmly say, all right, well, when you want to have like a, a quality or normal conversation, um, just let me know. <laughs> and with some kids, that's too much language. I would just say, let me know when you're ready to listen. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And I think it's just that it's a, it's being able to, to do less words and just sit in quiet and being able to be like giving that time for the child to process what's being said. And then like, okay, got it. Mm-hmm. Being okay with that quiet. I think that's important. I think that's hard for some parents. Like, you know, they feel like they have to keep, or I want them to know this, or I want them to know how that made me feel or what they did, da, da, da. But being okay just for that time, just maybe it's going to be silent for a little bit. And that is what you want because that means everybody's thinking. And mm-hmm. that is where you're going to get changed behavior because they're thinking about the choices that they made. Yeah. Versus yeah. like they do something, oh, well, you just lost that for 20 minutes. Then like there's no thinking. There's just an automatic consequence versus like, okay, well, what let's, what other choices could we have done and what do you think should happen next? You tell me. Yeah. You're getting stuff. Yeah. Like you want to make sure that the child is actually thinking about what they're doing and having some responsibility. Because I think a lot of times kids are like, they're not responsible. You know, how do you teach yeah. that? And how do you teach empathy? And how do they, how do you teach that? your, you know, your actions have consequences and that other things will come into play later. So if you don't, you know, choices are important. Yes, for sure. Really good stuff. Really good stuff. How can the listeners like find your books? You have some other books that are really great too, and um, connect with you. Right. So, uh, Vanessa, V-A-N-E-S-S-A, and last name is Cologne, K-A-H-L-O-N. So Vanessa Cologne website. And then, um, my first book is called Shut Up and Parent. (laughs) Um, we talk too much. You could tell that the same message is going across. So that's why. (laughs) 
And then um, I also have a self-care journal teaching with for teachers on like how when a behavior does come up, how it's not personal. And understanding that, you know, even with parenting, it's not personal. It's just a child that's struggling and you're that safe zone. But you can find me there. And my books are on Amazon. So, yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. It's been great. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much. Sponsored by the all-new Mazda of Kent. Your family safety is our top priority. And Mazda has more Insurance Institute for Highway Safety Picks than any other manufacturer. So get to your Mazda destination, Mazda of Kent. Check out new Mazda CX-5 crossover SUVs, Mazda CX-30 CUVs, even 2023 Mazda CX-50 crossover SUVs, and U.S. News & World Report awarded Mazda Best Car Brand. Check out their new retail evolution dealership, the all-new Mazda of Kent, mazdakent.com. Thank you for listening to Apparently Speaking. Listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and iHeartRadio. Find the podcast and much more at northeastohioparent.com. Like Apparently Speaking on Facebook and email me at podcast at northeastohioparent.com.